Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, the tits and arse of the film podcasting world. My name is Jamie Ballantyne and I'm joined as always by the man destined to own a self-cleaning hot tub, Joe Thompson everybody. How are we you We should this probably evening? not publish that because as we eventually decide to very stingily not opt for a self-cleaning hot tub, that we're every, my fans will be very disappointed, all of those many, many fans. As I'm setting high expectations here, are, aren't I? You bastard. <laughs> no, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm f- feeling good. This is this episode through already. Christ, it's 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 shooting by, isn't it? But um, it just means we've got plenty more crap flicks to watch. Absolutely. Um, and I'm actually going to start off today a little bit differently, and just um, just with a friendly reminder that uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Crapflix Podcast. Um, as well as email us directly at crapflixpodcast at gmail.com. Could always get those muddled up. Um, and keep up with all the, the latest news. Uh, let us know any of your suggestions for kind of crapflix or just say hi. Um, get in touch. We'd love to, love to hear from you. Um, but on that note, uh, what are you getting in touch about? Well, we are Crapflix and Chill, a film podcast where myself and Joe watch roughly the first hour of some absolute garbage. <laughs> movie on netflix and other platforms uh talking utter bollocks throughout before finally rating the attractiveness of the cast and wildly guessing how we think the movie will end now if this sounds like something fun and why doesn't it and something you'd want to experience in real time with us then head on over to whatever platform uh we're about to watch this on and listen out for a little party horn to uh, sync up with us at the beginning of the film otherwise you can simply listen along audio only as with most of the podcasts and hey Come on, this terrible journey with us, ruining your faith in cinema forever. That, my friends, is the Crapflix and Chill Guarantee. Joseph, talk to me. Talk crap to me. What's going on? Right. What are we watching? You're going to think I've lost my mind. Well, you're going to reaffirm the fact that you already know <laughs> I've lost my mind. But um, yeah, so today we're going for something a bit different. For starters, your lovely uh, preface to this episode. Uh, list that it's a film, but we're actually watching a TV show today. So that's the first thing to mention. Okay. Secondly, and it, it is an hour, so we're sticking with the parameters of an hour. Um, but, and there's a reason. So I need to tell you what this is and then explain why we're watching this in particular. Okay. So today, I'm my friends, don't be scared. We're watching season 11, episode one of RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Okay. Now here's why. S- something so, a bit different. So w- Interesting. One thing I need to say, if this is going on our Crapflix podcast, I need it to be expressly mentioned that I am only talking about season 11 as being a crap season of the show. And the interesting thing about this is, I assume you have very little to do with this show. I've probably just made a wild sweeping generalization, but I don't think this is something you watch, right? Uh, aware of it, aware of the very basic principle may have seen the old episode uh, uh aware of its popularity did not know i couldn't tell you season 11 from season one but um fine it's a so thing. the reason why this is a crap season or I, actually i don't know i guess it's just renowned in the fan base of drag race that <clears> season <throat> 11 is pretty crap um you'll probably you, you might be able to work out why you might not i'm actually hoping that in doing this with you i will I will grow a love for this season in a way that I've previously hated it. So I'm hoping that you might come with some fresh takes on it. But most importantly, my, my outside perspective. <laughs> mostly, most importantly, 
I just can't wait to see your reaction to some of the drag queens on the show and also some of the things that happened. But um, I thought a little bit different, but why not? But what I will say is marketing-wise, when we're drawing up stuff, we need to reference that this is specifically season 11 of Drag Race that we are saying because I love this show and anyone who knows me knows I love this show. Sound good? And if they they have a diehard fan base, we don't want we don't want targets on them. They do, and you know, you know there's the, probably the internet. A, the internet doesn't. There's forget. probably a fan base out there that absolutely loves season eleven, but I can say with good authority that it's pretty shit. So uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if it's pretty shit, it's in the right place. And this is something you kind of teased before because I vaguely remember not for Drag Race, but you mentioned about potentially wanting to do an episode of Friends at some point, or watch an old one and a, a later one and see how they stack up. So. Again, is this is this is all within the the crap clicks and uh, chill parameters? You know what's fun about this podcast? We have no bosses. We are the bosses. We get to decide whatever <laughs> we do, and if that means diverting the show to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race for an episode, I'm going to fucking do it. So we're going to do it. Now listen here, Thompson. I want that film review on my desk <laughs> by five. You hear? Exactly. <laughs> no TV shows. <laughs> Shane, yeah. So I'm going to send you the send you the link now. But you know what? Hey, for the first time in quite a while, we're not paying for this, so it's on Netflix. So, ah, oh. so there you go. Well, buddy, let's do it. Let's start that countdown. So, three, three two, two, one, play. play. Oh, it plays synced together. This is oh, good. Wow. I oh. missed you, telly party. <laughs> Well, mate, I used the, the Amazon version the other day. Just as good. The only difference is it took them a flipping year of pandemic to uh, do it. Okay, so the first thing I want you to do is make comment on the on the queens as they come into the room. First impressions, what do you think? Okay. Uh, strong, strong red, feisty, passionate. Um, gonna gonna take people take people down. No friends. I think um, Vanjie looks a bit like uh, the turtle from uh, Super Mario Kart. <laughs> what, the, the, the Koopa Trooper? That's the right, Bowser. Koopa Trooper. <laughs> right? Gee, well, that is, okay, is that, is that the level we're going down? Okay, wow, yes. that is scathing, Joe. <laughs> so Vanjie was a, a contestant from season 10 who left first, but then created a name for herself, so it's come back. Okay. Um, yeah. What? Yeah how 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 did it how did it end in the first round then? Just failed the design challenge. and got booted out. Oh. Oh. I see. Bit of. Uh, there's some there's, there's some fashion going on here. It's, it's a little bit old, more old school, but um. I've always liked the fact on this show you see them in drag and you also in the commentary booths, you see them out of drag. I think that's quite an interesting dynamic change and sometimes they look completely different. Can I ask a really, um, really uh, ignorant question? Go on. While they are in drag, are they referred to as she? Yes. Uh, but if you were watching them in that interview there, would would that would he be referred to as he? Yeah. Okay. A drag um, queen is a female impersonator. Yeah. Uh, so impressions of the second one, I really liked the big hat. Um, that was very stylish. This one, I'm not really sure. It's a bit garish. The sequins. Uh, the colour's a bit muted. 
like the black's fine, but I think the it's not a great color of, of wig compared to the brightness of the the sequence, if I may. I like it. I like this commentary. It's 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 trying to be space themed, but kind of got. I mean, I, I should also preface this by saying I know nothing about fashion, so everyone can tell me to shut up. I'm like, yep, that's fine. I'll just wear a white T-shirt. That's that's cool by me. <laughs> I remember chatting about this season with some friends because I've got these I got these uh, two guys we, we watch Drag Race as it comes out and then we like catch up on a Saturday and like spend quite a lot of time talking about it um, ooh, let's just pause for this one I was gonna say very glamorous I mean yeah straight away getting the <laughs> you're, you're gonna notice that um, there's very different types of drag queen so I was I'm gonna, gonna try say. and like even just from these intros you'll see but this is obviously like well you've got class you've got like glamour is... you've got gothic already and why is why is the first drag queen hiding is that explained uh, because they know who that is because she was on the last oh. season so it's like a surprise <laughs> what a terrible surprise hey remember that loser from last time here they're back again well she became like a meme sensation vanji it was like a big deal in the community. But that's like what happens with like even like X Factor and Britain's Got Talent. People who failed two seasons ago come back for another try and then fail again because they're still not good enough. <laughs> I not a big I'm not a big fan of returning queens anyway. Uh, re returning contestants actually in general. I think you've had your shot. You've you had your chance. It, yeah. Come on. Like if I've learned anything from these shows is the next big thing is always out there. So. Although, am moment. I a returning queen when it comes to my company? Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> Joe, you, 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 you bring fresh heat every time. Every single day of the week, son. Thank you very much. Bring in the heat. What's your opinion of this one? Um, Nothingy? Yeah, right. You're right. I have no idea what's going on there. My name is Scarlet Envy. <laughs> this music. <laughs> I was gonna say we're in the bar, the old club, baby. My drag is about embracing. I don't really know what uh, I'm looking at this with one. this one. And I happen to be very blessed. Why does Why does Scarlett look more womanly as a man in the, in yeah. the booth than here? There's something about the face which is unlikable. <laughs> I don't know what. That's great. Is, is it because the great. nose is slightly up to? Like I don't know. So what you're doing here is you're casting shade. And I think it's important that you cast a lot of shade throughout this episode if you don't like someone. I want to hear about it. Mate, if you want me to cast shade, I'll chuck a bu bucket of black paint over it and that is, that'll be completely shaded. Damn right. I think you may have oh, missed the point. Oh, I like this. I like the, uh, the honey uh, theme. I completely forgot about her. It's kind of like, it's like, like a terrible superhero. Um, so as the as the drag queen expert, because I presume if this is season yeah. eleven, you've seen seasons one to ten. Oh, and twelve and thirteen, and yeah. however many there are. Objectively, but also as a fan, why is season eleven uh, the worst? Okay, so I'll answer that question, but I'll answer it after they're all in the room, so you've got okay. some context of the people who I the the, the, the contestants that I think don't work in this season or, or certainly in, uh, ruin it for me yeah so yeah one of them is actually this returning queen for the reasons that we've mentioned that i don't like the idea of someone coming back for a second go when they've already had a chance and everyone else is new i don't think yeah. that's fair but also i think ah, she's definitely bigged she's here up again oh we totally didn't ex expect this at all so they didn't notice the camera is like fully pointing at the golden <laughs> partition 
Or the fact that, yeah, just kept sticking her head up and, like, kicking the door and... <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like her. Oh, yes, it's me, Mr. Curious. She's, no. <laughs> That's too long. That's too long an intro. She just spelled the whole alphabet twice. Yeah. And the A, B, C to the K, F, P, Y, 4, 2, 8, right, pirate flag, smiley face. Now I'm going to do it backwards to show how sassy I am. I uh, actually like, I, pr I prefer the uh, the purple curly hair um, out, uh, outside of drag. Wait for it. Yeah, that's interesting. Whoa. It's, just, it's big hair. <laughs> Whoa. That's always been, a, that's always been an American pageantry though, hasn't it? Whether it's a drag race or whether it's like Miss Texas or whatever. Like, the bigger the hair, the better. <laughs> Oh, what? There's your Tinder date. <laughs> I would turn and run. That is hideous. Uh, oh, everything about that. It's it's not it's just really garish. It's not clever. What the fuck is that? Why is there a remote remote control car? What's that got to do with anything? And actually, better question: Who's controlling the car? I'm really confused as to why Hot Wheels needs to make Now that no, that is stone shade. Like if someone pulled up in their new car, you're like, oh yeah, check out. Uh, Check out Joe's Hot Wheels over there, yeah. <laughs> that was an over laugh, wasn't it? That was annoying. Yeah, that was a giant mouth. Now we're talking. <laughs> oh, God. I'm all behind Silky Nutmeg Ganache. This is, oh God. this might be my favorite so far. Only because I'm just going to predict that for the rest of the season, as long as she stays in it, she'll be constantly pulling food out of her bra. <laughs> and not like a cookie, I'm talking like at some point like a burrito or like a hot dog. <laughs> like, re like really elaborate things. Yeah, Silky. Entertain. She wants it all, mate. So how many how many contestants are there? Uh, 52. No. <laughs> I was going to say, is this whole hour just a non-stop parade of... Just continuous meeting new people, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm very disappointed that you like Silky, but I will say if I'm my first impression of Silky... I quite liked her too. She's yeah. really fucking annoying. I like the food sass. Oh, okay. Never fear. The queen of the north is here. A bit of Canada. Where do you think she's from? And I'm not quite Canadian bacon. I'm more Canadian turkey bacon. Don't say that. I grew up in Toronto, Canada, but there's nothing worse than Canadian bacon. It's turkey. Canadian turkey bacon, rather. I was a professional ballet dancer for six years, so my drag. I also presume as well they like buy the reputation or directly they do kind of know of each other. 
each other. The first time I met you, like, is it one of those kind of like circles? I think some of them do. I think that they they're quite good at like creating a cast where there's a mix of like more obscure queens that have just done yeah. had a good um, audition tape and ones that do have a bit of notoriety. They're known on the circuit, so, and yeah, they've got pre-existing. So this Canadian one yeah. is, uh, yeah, she's a mi- former Miss Continental, so she's going to be like a big deal. Wow. Where is she? Yeah, she she's got nothing. It's something about her face. Sparkling. She's wearing platinum hair. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a vocal. Oh fly. yeah, when you pull a face like that, Ugh, not attractive, honey. Now this is what dreams are made of. Yes. <laughs> gay? I think you, I think you might be gay. Sorry, when when you make an entrance at any party and just go, uh, yes, I'm here. Oh my god! Triple threat. Okay. We got a performer. Uh, Ariel as a man looks like an ice gem. <laughs> you know, there's little like little yeah, like biscuity. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you ever use like to a eat ice gems or just like pull off the the bit at the top and leave the shitty biscuit? Yeah, I would I would either eat them separately or not go for it. I wouldn't eat it normally. No. My name is Raja D O'Hara. The D is short. Okay. Um, eyes are a little scary. <laughs> I think I think that's the makeup, but the eyes are very scary. And you can... oh, I feel like I'm watching it with my dad. I love it. <laughs> the eyes are a little scary. And then is this a... a male or a female? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the earrings are quite large, a bit large for my taste. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I got. Oh my god, those earrings are terrible. I might <laughs> staple that shit to your ear. It's national television, honey. Staple that shit to your ear, girl. Whoa, somebody's ripped. You gamble, girl. Yeah. And if you're gonna say my name, you gotta say it right. It's gotta be better looking as a boy than as a girl. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the bowling shirt. That's pretty hideous. But like, that's a good-looking man. Hey, bowling shirts are coming back. Again, completely forgot about her. <laughs> I've already forgotten who's who's already entered the room. Joe, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's a sea of makeup in front of me. Whoa! Oh my god, nunchucks. Okay, I'm invested. Any drag race that starts with nunchucks. I'm Soju, your K-pop drag princess. Not only can I look pretty, but I can also kick ass. Yes. See, I already remember Soju and who was um Silky. Silky Ganache. Oh my god. I think anyone who watches drag race is like wanting to punch you right now. <laughs> Am I basically picking the worst ones? You're picking the worst, but you know what? I'm they're picking the ones that stand like out the most to me. Any good ones. Yeah, no, I get it, but like they're just—it's a sea of boring this season, honestly. I was going to say there's there's been at least three or four who I've just looked at and gone. Mm, 
who are you? What's 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 your USP? What's your thing? Like the, yeah, there's just there's a lot of filler. It feels like there's literally fifty-seven of them. Like sometimes in some yeah. seasons, you feel like you get to know them all quite well. Here, they just feel like a big clump of extras. I mean, look, we're, yeah, we this is the part where we are, we're making very very snap decisions um, on a, whatever a twenty-second intro. Whoa! In the house. So that's RuPaul, obviously. Yeah. I am aware. Even out of drag. Or should I say, welcome home, Miss Fantasy? One hundred and twenty. Does it get uh, better than this? No. No. I was gonna say even like more like bitchier, and they probably like not like sabotage each other, but. You know, the fact that straight away they're like, oh, that she's not a very good performer or her, you know, she's got lots of Instagram followers or whatever. Like, that's the level yeah, it's starting at. How, how, how deep does it go? How catty? So what happens is, every, the thing about this show and what, they, what the contestants of the show always say about it is every, like, unless you've been on the show, you don't realize just how intense it is. So yeah. obviously they talk about it week by week, but, you know, they're really doing it like, two days on one day off two days on one day off and like there's just no laying up and it's such a high pressure environment and i think in this world drag race is the ultimate like to be on drag race and to do well on drag race can completely launch your career it's it's do or die and everything's out for themselves far more than say an x factor or an american idol where a lot of them will end up doing nothing all a lot of these lot will go on to then tour and be part of like because there's enough of a scene around the world to just have them all occupied so it's like yeah it is interesting. well it's a big deal so, to get on it in the first place and like you said there um whatever face was who got booted off two seasons ago made a name so for the herself in- off that and now she's back again so the interesting thing about this is you're about to see a bunch of former like greats who come back to do a photograph with each of the new ones individually so you're gonna get to, i wonder if you can tell how much better the others are and how much more seasoned the others are in comparison in terms of how they hold themselves their makeup their costume choices it's kind of like you know in like x factor like you'd get like oh they do that yeah that duet um round or whatever i mean i haven't watched x factor in years yeah 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 (laughs) now that is that is actually my my, my favorite entrance now just hey bitch but with such power. Who really noisy about what Scarlett's wearing? I don't like that corset that just like clips off and then shows that weird chest. I just yeah, yeah. it's 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 a bit immersion breaking. So that's Raja. Raja won season three, and she's incredible, super artsy, really like fashiony, amazing taste, really funny pretty early doors as well in terms of the seasons actually it's kind of boring there but she's really good (laughs) so that's jasmine masters so jasmine masters has has made a reputation for herself because she she posted a few things and then justin bieber retweeted one of them and then she went like viral with this with this thing about someone's breath tasting like shit or something i can't remember but like it so and then so now she's like a meme queen i guess but she's pretty funny i really hate bad breath i, I need i need to know whose whose breath this is joe this is important <laughs> not that i plan to be kissing them anytime soon but you know you just gotta know these things 
Okay, that's Manila Luzon. Wow. And I fucking love her. Hero, my auntie, Manila Luzon. This is my drag niece-in-law. How about that? Let's go to the back, because this looks like a wall of... So do they- oh, yeah, so in Drag Race, they have, like, families. <laughs> so they belong to certain families. Okay. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. Like Millie's on is like the most robbed queen ever because she should have won her season and should have won an all star season that she was on as well. Yeah, that's Ginger Minge. She's quite funny, but a bit of a cunt. She reminds me of that lady from um, uh, Showgirls with the uh, yeah, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> dressed yeah. that pops down. <laughs> that's Faramine. That's another one of them that looks like just an actual woman. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, face the wall, Mary. Is is that like uh, like part of the part of the the the, the beauty or like um, the the ultimate kind of like goal like of the perception of trying to appear as fe- as feminine as possible in certain certain ways or is it just really about doing it really depends unique. so there's a bunch of different types of drag queens um, yeah some of them are trying to go for like full female illusion that's good see that was strong it. sorry that was strong there that that pose i thought that was quite good others are like taking it and just turning it into more art and being more high concept and yeah others have no intention really of trying to fool anyone of being a, a female there's so many different styles is that a real question? <laughs> but this this competition basically allows all of those to have a chance to kind of like it's it's a level playing field basically. You just have to yeah, be good in, in a way. There's kind of like aspects. a Britain's Got Talent to it because like they're all so different. That it's really hard to actually compare them because they're such different yeah. types of drag queen. And the more you get into it, the more that makes sense. So the closest show that I've gotten into similar to this. I mean, it's along those kind of like reality stardom kind of shows um have you ever watched um oh god i've already forgotten what it's called uh the body paint one oh oh yeah uh, i was gonna say paint wars on me. or something what's it called body wars paint wars fresh skin fresh fresh oh, oh this is gonna absolutely bug me but yeah it's something like that and um I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, fascinating creativity of uh, like, especially again of a world I know, you know, relatively nothing about. I know nothing about body paints or generally just uh, anything like that. And oh, so this, so this is Derek Berry. Derek Berry is a Britney Spears impersonator. <laughs> I can see that. Also very topical, although obviously that's just dating our podcast more than season eleven. What do you mean topical? Uh, all that stuff that came out about that Britney documentary recently. Have you seen it? Huh? Yeah, there's a big uh, Britney documentary over on um, uh, Hulu or HBO or one of the ones that I don't have. Uh, but it's caused a whole wave and a bunch of like, because of all this like behind the scenes stuff and saying how bad, how badly she was treated and how obviously like crazy all the, um, uh, the, conservative ship um, stuff with her father is loads of celebrities or people have come out and like apologized and stuff for their their, their treatment of Britney um, well I know that um, there's Sean Light and like Justin Timberlake thing. and some other people yeah oh that's Adore Delano she's incredible fucking love her she's so funny and she's like a rock star and she's cool um, too bad she's working with a snake <laughs> 
But so the Britney thing, so there was this whole thing online for a while that they, people, people would start getting worried about the her and then would start to like ask her to wear certain things in the next video if she was in trouble and things like that. And then she would. So it was all just really odd and awkward. So yeah. It's it, the fact it seems so so messed up still um, is absolutely crazy. Even though she allegedly fairly high functioning. Yeah, Suki. Okay. You are not I like, bored with I like her confidence. I don't like. I like sass, Joe. You should know this about me. I like sass. No. I don't like. I'm, there's a fine no. line between sass and bitchiness. And when you get the right amount of sass, you can say anything, and I'll find it hilarious. Thing is, I'm coming at this with a season's worth of back history of this character, whereas you're coming at it from yeah. a few a first impression. And I'm, sure I'm still my first impression was quite strong. <laughs> I mean, there's still plenty of first impressions I've made so far, which I don't feel are going to change, but... Yeah, don't like her. Cooper Troopers uh, <laughs> trying to bang the Canadian one. Already? That's what I mean. It's like one of those things, like, um, it's such an intense uh, filming filming schedule, and it's obviously going to be so intense in terms of, like you said, the potential for their careers that... Um, Super, super high stress, super loads to go through, but equally when you're in that close-knit environment, yeah, shit is going to go down between them, good or bad. Well, they do things like they don't let them see each other outside of when they're filming and, like, they can't see anyone for a while and they kind of get holed up in their room, so it's all very, like, intense. And then afterwards, they just fuck like crazy. Probably. Uh, do, do, they, do they do any... Um, uh, like after show stuff of like the person who gets voted off then goes on to the follow-up shows and like spills the spills the goss yeah so there's a yeah there's a sister show called what you pack in there's also an untucked which is where they uh, are backstage whilst the judges are um, deliberating things so yeah there's a, there's a whole like wider world around this okay. but yeah basically this challenge is about these boxes all represent past drag queens that have been on and they just have to take these materials and, and create something. So these are my favorite types of Drag Race episodes because I like it when they actually have to be creative and create some kind of art on them. Yeah. Because what's happened is Drag Race used to be very crafty and creative, but as it's got bigger and bigger and bigger, designers, like prof professional costume and, well, uh, Drag Race clothes designers will almost approach these contestants to have their stuff um, yeah. uh, put on the show. And that becomes another thing where obviously the more exposure they have, the more people will come to them. So really, in the more recent episodes, it's been much more about who therefore has the best connections and therefore can create have the right looks created for them rather than what they are bringing to the table themselves. Well, so, I think at this stage in particular, I mean, not that I know how many seasons it should take to kind of get to that level, but, you know, with any of these shows, the longer they go on, the more like you'll you'll see some of the same shit over and over again. And what you really want as a long-term fan is, you know, that individuality. Someone has to bring a USP. They've got to try and, you know, you'd have to reinvent the wheel, but you've got to stand out. And if you're just going to not really have your own identity and let it be kind of styled for you or anything, then what are you really bringing to the table as, as an artist, as a performer, you know, in so many capacities? Brooklyn Heights. Detox today, honey. Yeah. Uh, Kahana Montrese. Okay. Raja O'Hara. 
Kennedy Davenport. Some of the people as well on this show that did like mediocre have gone on to create these amazing names for themselves. So there's a, there's a dual act called uh, Katia and Trixie. Trixie actually ended up winning All-Stars 3 and Katia was like a runner-up in All-Stars 2. But on their original seasons, they did pretty crap. Like, but they were just so likable and appealed and then created like a duo together and an entire channel on YouTube together and now are, I would argue, they made far it. bigger as a duo than they were on the show. And it's just amazing to watch these incredibly industrious people turn their like five minutes of fame into something incredible and, well that, yeah. that's that, that's that's better to hear than you know even people who freaking win some of these competitions get a, a, a one-hit wonder number one because of the the corporate company as we're saying like wasn't probably something even written themselves kind of thing and yeah. then just fade into obscurity be like what a waste because there might have been someone else genuinely talented on that show who might not want it for certain reasons but uh, you know, could, you know, deserve deserve the opportunity, or would have done more with it. So, there's definitely also drag queens who are fantastic drag queens, but don't do that well on the show. And also, people who aren't as good, but for whatever reason, are just very good at the reality TV side of it. Because obviously, yeah, it's it's a different world. Well, also, like the commentary side of it, what they say in the confessional rooms in those booths when they talk, like it all adds to the profile of that person. And the, the most interesting thing about this is they all have like story writers, story producers. They like it's very orchestrated and it never uh, it probably always had a bit of a steer like that, like all reality TV does. But it certainly by this point, I think this was the first season where I was like, Christ, this is really orchestrated. And I yeah. think it's probably that kind of um, quality alongside just a pretty meh cast that makes this season pretty bad. Like, and I think I was going to say there must be a lot of riding on the cast. There's too many people. The, I, the cast, the dynamic of the cast makes a massive thing because obviously, as much as producers can steer drama, they're either going to connect or they're not, and they're either going to be good or they're not. And you know, it's always a gamble with a bunch of people. But I, yeah, there was just something about the season that just felt really tired and rubbish. Um, so, so this this is something which uh, kind of loosely loosely ties into the idea of bad seasons. But it's just something that I just couldn't get my head around as a kid. Was that either I liked a TV show or I didn't, and it didn't really occur to me that the longer something went on or the more seasons it had or whatever the more likely there was going to be for like change uh in terms of like um <clears throat> well and obviously shows like this different different directions or new cast each time but even like on the your the shows you always used to love in terms of like i know like simpsons or something eventually they're going to change the writers eventually they're going to have to modernize certain things or change the animation it's funny that you said um, that i literally watched an entire documentary about the downfall of the simpsons and really? how the writers and cast changed literally the Mate, other day. send it my way i'll be fascinated oh no it's so good it's called it's called um yeah i can't remember what it's called but i'll find i'll find you the link and it was basically about how all of these incredible writers that kind of spearheaded the show and stood for so much all kind of fell away to only about like a tenth of them were still there by the end and it's yeah. like people like Conan O'Brien and other writers that were part of it that then just like fell away big names yeah mm. but like now you have so to so here watch here's why I hate Silky She's just a fucking. What? She's just one of those Sitting people that just people. hogs the limelight the whole time and just thinks like I'm really big and that's my whole thing and oh, it just does my head in. I mean, that is her whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. She's making her way 
I mean, the, the, prob the problem with this season ultimately for me is it's dominated by some characters that I don't like. So I don't like Silky because she's an attention seeker and she thinks she's incredible and she's actually pretty average. And then you've got, um, and you can tell, you know, we're talking over it, but they're all kind of getting annoyed with her. Yeah. And then um, you've got Vanjie who comes back, who again, they really try and make a big thing out of, but actually she's Nothing pretty meh. I like the guy who's just not saying anything, just getting on with it. Well, well, this is, they don't really don't have that long to get this sorted. Yeah. I mean, look, mate, don't, don't get me wrong. I would probably fucking hate Silky in real life. I'd be like, yep, no, I'm walking out of the room now. But I just entered. Yep. That's the five seconds of you I can stand. Yeah. Uh, but in the purpose of either uh, the context of annoying all these other drag queens or um, it just being funny that <laughs> it's winding you up. I'm, I'm team Silky still. <laughs> Oh, God. You're about to lose a bunch of fans, friend. <laughs> oh, my one fan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please keep listening. Drag daddy. So how many, how many like, different different challenges? Um, like, what's the kind of rotation? Is there, is there always a photo shoot? Is there always... Uh, some sort of yeah, like creative challenge like this with different theme each time. Create your own. Yeah, so so there's always there's nearly always a mini challenge and a maxi challenge. So the mini challenge will be like like the photo shoot one we just had, and then the yeah. maxi challenge will, will always involve typically always involve something to do with the runway, which is where how the episode ends. Um, sometimes it's a creative where they have to design stuff, but doesn't happen as often as I'd like. I, like I would him, love by them the way. to all be like this, but there's a, there's also like acting challenges, musical challenges. Um, there's where they've got to like sing and perform their own verses to things and yeah and there's also like improv challenges and it's, it's a variety I find the improv and acting challenges the most tedious because I just think bad acting is really boring to watch but also um, I prefer the artistry of some of these designs because what you got obviously as I say we're talking over it but right now they are creating outfits from scratch and yeah. you're going to see just some of the stuff and the designs that they well I was going to say is it that like um, that mix in like something like um, Bake Off where oh it's Miley Cyrus as you do uh, it's the mix and bake Convincing where there's no some one. challenges which they'll get to prepare and do their own thing and there's others like that they're just uh, sprung upon them and then they suddenly make these these outfits out for absolutely nothing which yeah it's, you know what an incredible skill that is would anyone believe that this isn't Miley Cyrus meeting them I don't it's, it's got a little bit of like I'm pretending not to be like a it's like Justin Bieber pretending to be slightly more adult by wearing a fake beard about it. The, the, the only problem is she can't speak because she has such a distinct voice. <laughs> right, let's see what. I'd kind of see how this that. goes down. If she I doesn't say anything, is it something they know to look out for? Do they know there's going to be like celebrity no. guest judges? No, this hasn't happened before. Oh. Silky seems really confident about hers, but I don't really care for it that much. It kind of just looks like a big, like, blanket laying on. There's a bit of shade. Oh, yeah, I did see that. It's not my favorite. It's not very clean. Miley's got a look in her eyes and be like, bitch, don't you know who I am? This is bun. As a bun cake, honey. Bun cake. Mate, look at those calves. They are freaking huge. 
my house started melting. You gotta give everyone their moments, you know what I mean? Yeah, you have to fight for it with her. Oh, most of my kitchen. Oh, this kitchen. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see your point. It, there's an element of I'm on TV. To see my I've won my first. I've won my first challenge, and I can't shut the hell up. Audio, DJ, copy. To carry his mic, if you pick. Oh come on! As if they don't know. They, 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 they have to get her to say stuff. You might have to go from the bottom. How you doing? How you doing? Hold on now. Hold on now. Come here. Come here. I took care of it. Come here. I'm out. Done? What's Soki doing? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> God, Soki's gonna destroy gonna her. her. <laughs> Can you imagine being her? Oh, I would be terrified right now. Oh, she's so annoying. And I'm, I'm pretty certain. Silky Nutmeg Ganache is the person in a classroom who just makes it all about them the whole time. What is happening? Oh, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I'm very, very quickly 180ing on this. The novelty Thank is wearing you. off. Because you know what? I literally fell out of love with you a little bit, Jamie, at the start. <gasps> you said you liked no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, um,. I, yeah, she's just the I, worst. I like people who are so, humble. So imagine talent. a season that's her continuously dominating. It's just not fun. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I probably the, won't, the wa I won't watch past is... this episode, but mostly because of Silky now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing about Drag Race is usually there's some good quippiness. There is some bitchiness, but it's there's there's still like a I, I nice just, family vibe see, to it. Uh, yeah, I want like, like good sassy banter. Yeah, like a season six is a fantastic entry into Drag Race. If ever you did want to get stoned and watch it, that's the way to do it. Ooh, I like the sound of that first part. God, that's been a while. Did not know that. Well, look, you, you look, I, I, I swear we definitely learn something new about each other every single podcast. What? Which is exciting. Yeah. So you know from this episode that I'm really gay. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense. Joe and Gareth. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought I thought your wife was just really into uh, male drag at your wedding. <laughs> Oh look, Miley's eating it up. Oh my god, I hate people like Silky. There's there's definitely going to be an element in this where okay, you've got to be able to perform and you've got to be able to look stylish and stand out, but sometimes less is more. Yes, that's exactly it. And I just yeah. I'm the guy that if I'm at a big party and someone is absolutely hogging all of the attention, it really annoys me because it, because it feels in a way a disrespect to the wider room. You know, we've had this discussion before, Jay, where we talk about how we kind of extroverted introverts, yeah. right? like a subtype where it's like, it's like, we know how to be in the moment. We know how to carry a room, but ultimately we can deviate That's from being that I person crave, to being yeah. a bit more bit more insular i suppose um and i'm probably i don't like people who have no, no function other than to be incredibly loud and abrasive in your face because i find it really annoying i think it's just tiring oh it's britney spears 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it's really not bad actually. I mean, on her season, she really genuinely did look a lot like Britney Spears. She's also really annoying, so. No. But like in a different way, in like a, it, to me in a watchable way, whereas Silky is annoying in an unwatchable way. Yeah. Welcome to the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, I, think Ru- I think RuPaul's worn a better outfit than that before. So Michelle Visage is like her sidekick. Yep. Don't recognize the two guys. Oh, now, now I recognize it's Miley. So even Miley Cyrus can't save this season. I'm completely freaking out. This week, we challenged our queens to create their own legendary looks. She's a good host, RuPaul. She's quite controversial for different reasons, but she's a good host. I was going to say, she, she definitely must know. Okay, by now. so we're going we're gonna to get to what we're going to have to look. And this is where I want you to judge the look, and I will too, because I can't really remember it, Okay. of, of them as they come out. So, so, the, so the catwalk, other than a little bit of a, a little catwalk yeah. shuffle up and down, is purely visual. Ooh, so yeah. So she made this. That is, I think that's very. It's very classical. Like in terms of, she's gorgeous. She she might be one of the prettiest to be on the show. She, she, I think, she's the Vietnamese one, isn't she? Yeah, she's gorgeous. I think that was very she's elegant. Uh, she looks like friggin' Banana Man. Eighties <laughs> Eighties Banana Man. Who's kite maybe going to a rave? I'm not sure. There. It's a cool look, though. Kind of, but I don't know. The, the cape makes it seem like you just got caught in a high fluorescent. Okay, this is classy. This is a, a summer's summer's picnic in the park kind of outfit. Or you'd you maybe wear it to us. Nah, this is a safe look. So this will be. This isn't top of one. This is like middle. Yeah. So she'll get through. Okay. Bit bit more poison ivy. Massive fucking hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Massive fucking hair. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way of saying it. <laughs> oh my god, that is hideous. What is that? It looks like the thing that Rowan Atkinson wraps a present in in Love Actually. Oh my god, yes, it is. And he's there, like putting in extra sweets. Oh, that is that is quite garish. Quickest of moments, sir. Yeah. Yeah, you look like a sweet rapper, love. Chuck it in yogurt. Put in chocolate buns. Um, wow. Strong. <laughs> and you don't think that's fucking big hair? I mean, it's got it's, that's more horse mane hair. The, the other one had more width. I feel that's got height and length. Incredible. So that's all padding, right? So it's obviously not yeah. her legs. That's all padded out. Red is my signature color. I think she looks a lot better now than she did when oh, she Oh, yeah, no, massively. Way, way better outfit, but there's... I guess something about the face. See, I like Scarlet Envy, although I totally get it. I kind of... I feel for her because I know she has a resting bitch face, so I'm like, oh... Yeah. But she's like... A lot of people get annoyed by her. This is horrible. Yeah. So... This is this is what a two-year-old wears in like um, <laughs> um, dress-up time, where they just grab a bunch of like mum's scarves and stuff and just wrap them around themselves. <laughs> that is throwing shade, mate. Yeah. Woo. Okay, this one's a bit more fun. This is you. You'd wear this on top of uh, top of a float in some sort of big parade. Yeah, there's like a Mardi Gras vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. has got party. party it's probably the rainbow and stuff. 
but, it, but it's even like the shoulder pads. Yeah. A bit fluffy. Very carnival. Uh, boring, bland. Not really sure what the theme is. <laughs> yeah. But also, boring and bland, Blue. that's pretty much how you describe this person anyway. Well, there you go. Call them as a I mean, season. If, you guys, if you look up her skirt, um, you totally see pink. Oh my God. <laughs> I love to wear interesting. Is it, has it got a little bit of 1950s to it? Do you feel like you recognize these faces of these people or do they all feel new again because they've changed? No, I, rec- no, I recognize a few of them. I don't recognize... This one, uh, this that's the one with the big hat. swordfish face. So yeah, yeah, well, I recognise her. She needs to enough with the kind of gold body glitter yeah. thing. That really annoys me because like red's so strong and overpowering. Like you don't need to do lots around it. Red and gold also just makes me think of like Christmas crackers. <laughs> yeah, like focus on red and black. Oh no. <laughs> Silky, no, what happened? No. What no. happened, Silky? You've gone from hero to zero. Do you know what I think? I think you were attracted to her confidence and her presence, and then you realized that it was really annoying. I think I was attracted to the fact that Ooh, she had Oh, this is bad. Hand. Yeah. She looks like um like a villain from like a Wallace and Gromit film. <laughs> God, yes. Yeah, it's the hair and the weird like, Nina West, everything. So she's just going to turn Gromit into a pie or something. Yeah. No, that's bad. <laughs> that looks Think like you've had some half of your outfit made in the same off. time and what this person made. Like, again, I'm not trying to throw shade on the fact that all of these are made from scratch, which is beyond anything I could do and is so like, impressive as a skill. But that does look like half an outfit's been ripped off. Yeah. And not in a good way. Um, I would give it to, like, uh, do they, is there only one winner and then one person goes home? Uh, you'll see. Okay. Can I can I pick my winner? Uh, yes. I th- I think it's the understated, but the the Vietnamese girl. I think you're right. There's there's something so naturally beautiful about that style. I mean, if it was a competition about who looks the most like a woman, absolutely the Vietnamese. Plastic tiara would get yeah. that. So, in terms of the most interesting, uh... so they're all safe. So they get to survive to the next week. Now you've got the tops and the bottoms. I mean, I didn't like it, but I think the banana man one was quite funny. Got a glimpse at your dress before, and I loved it since I was in the workroom. There's a level of yeah, I really, really love. Have you worn this kind of silhouette before? It's kind of like my. It does feel very, very simple bike like so comparison, well but I think I like that it's not like garish. The problem with her is she's really pretty, but she's really boring. Joe, welcome to my life. Hi. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> is that you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'm the, I'm the opposite. <laughs> this is your banana man. <laughs> oh, come on, banana man's got to get through. You owned this stage. See, they love it. So they, they, they do love something a bit different, okay. Although I did like her uh, her Canadian outfit was really strong, so I think she's she's one to watch. Because did, didn't you say like she came into it with a bit of uh, pedigree? I took a big breath before I came on stage. Good. Thank you. 
So this is that one, Banana Wonder Woman, does really well in this whole season and also eventually goes on to host Canada's dra- drag race. There you go. I'm yeah. a firm believer that we can build a career on too much. I've done it. There's some other people here that have done it. Don't I mean, Miley Cyrus is literally wearing a bunch of records stitched together, apparently. So <laughs> she's not one to comment right now. You didn't do just three wigs, girl. You did five wigs and I'm loving it. Thank you. Next up, Soju. No. No. I thought Soju was really strong with the uh, the nunchuck entrance. That's why I like Soju. This is a mess. But the tool is hitting at different lengths. There's giant knots in the back. It literally... It's it, 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 it looked like a pile of trash. <laughs> that she just, I think she dived into the box with glue on her and just started rolling around. So Soju as well, more recently, is quite controversial because she... Um, people are coming forward to say that she's inappropriate. Like, apparently she's been, like, skulking up on people whilst they've been sleeping and stuff and, like, being inappropriate and... <laughs> A little bit of a well, and now, now she's trying to she's trying to use um, I'm so sorry that I overshared. she's trying to use excuses. I kind of know who you are now. You're like a weird oversharer, and I like that. This is my favorite thing you've done. I like that you're sharing, but uh, unfortunately, your uh, your outfit's garbage. I look, I literally asked for a steaming pile of garbage or garbage, and I think you, you've you, we've visually delivered on it this time. Oh, so I'm going off on Soju now. Wow. You kind of look like a very slutty worker at SeaWorld. Oh, I like that. Slutty? Yeah, but... You did look a little timid. Saying that someone works at SeaWorld isn't exactly the compliment you need in this competition. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank God. Girl, are you a whale? Because you look like you're from SeaWorld. Vanessa Vanji Mateo. Vanji, you are the perfect example of why week one is so important that you have to show us who you are on did um uh year, silky smooth ganache get through who Vanjie is yeah oh, sorry. Uh, i'm sorry joe nervous. are you nervous i mean no. although you already know what happens to her so <laughs> please please tell me at least she doesn't win a lot of well, you have to tune into it. No, I'll spoil it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We still have to. Well, I have to wildly guess at the season ending. I guess. I mean, this is going to be fun. I do think Miley Cyrus is cool. Like, I like what she stands for. I like that she had that crazy sexual experimental moment. And I like that. I like. I like her. I think she's fun. I think she's a really good singer as well. Well, you know how I um. I loved, loved sharing that Matthew McConaughey podcast on Joe Rogan with you just because it was such a good insight into uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, at a very similar time, uh, must have been within a few couple of episodes. Uh, same with Miley Cyrus. She was on it. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating human being. She's great. I mean, I do very think honest, very she's honest. kind of, she's involved in one of the worst Black Mirror episodes of all time, but yeah. Yeah. Aww. But no, she's, uh, she's great. She's got an amazing family. It's kind of interesting to see what happened with her and that Liam Hemsworth guy. Like, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. I promise. Good. Up next, Kahana Montrese. This was so uncohesive for me. And what really threw me off was the stoning of your tights stopped top of the leg. I mean, what was she thinking? Yeah. I would have not spotted that in a million years. 
portion of my drag is very like a hip hop show girl, but also very elegant. I got lost because I was trying to combine my drag with Katya's. Well, but the challenge was for you to interpret your. <laughs> That's literally what you're supposed to do. Katya's materials. Um, to be honest, I think she literally thought I'm going to do half mine, half theirs. Just that expectation behind it. Yeah. And I've kind of been fighting that. Also, this is this is a workman blaming their tools here for a bad job. So it's it's not gonna fly. And is this the most drag race you've ever watched? Probably, yeah. Yeah. What's your kind of what's your takeaway of it so far? Um like like the the body paint one um i think it's i I am interested in it in terms of like the creativity in in like a world that i just don't know at all and like really see the um the talent in that the reason i'd want to watch it is got to be for the the trash tv bitchiness of it uh which if you said this one of the poor combinations this isn't going to sell it whereas there's other trash tv which i literally watch one episode and go you know these people are just well not not in the reference to 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 drag race but some some reality tv shows you just watch one episode go these are garbage human beings and I can't wait to watch them fuck up and fail and make mess of their lives. Uh, like Geordie Shaw. Geordie Shaw's one of my absolute uh, uh, guilty pleasures. Uh, things like Below Deck, Bar Rescue, um, Christ, what else? I think, I think this hits differently for me because it's obviously become so much more mainstream. And yeah, I mean, you know, in the Drag Race UK, one of the songs that they performed last week is the number four in the top 40 charts. Oh, is it? At the moment. Like, the impact is amazing and the commerciality of it is amazing. Well, mate, we're watching and the Netflix me, at the minute, aren't I we? Love that, um, <laughs> I love that uh, a, a LGBTQ-related show is so mainstream because I think it just moves the world into a, a good position to have that happen because that wouldn't have happened a while ago. So... I love that. So I do think this particular reality show hits differently for me. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the stuff, obviously the first episode, you're not really going to know, but as, as you kind of go into episode by episode, there's obviously arcs around certain people and what they go through and like what they struggle with. And, and to have a lot that of it's relatable to someone who is gay and things like that. You know, drag aside, just being a gay person in the world is, is you know, has its, has its difficulties. So, or can have its difficulties. Um, and I like that it's kind of a play on like America's Next Top Model and Project Runway and it's kind of like yeah. its own silly thing and it started off as like a almost like a joke of it and now it's just taken this shape well, which I find really because it's become so popular and people are so invested in it then it's like well sorry we can't keep doing this as a as a piss take it's like because people really um you know, really, yeah. But also, like, drag queens. The think about it. Like, think about, like, the drag scene. And, like, now they're, like, these commercial beings that can make a lot of money and have, like, cosmetic lines and clothing lines and just, it's just incredible. It's a career, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely gone from that point of, like, you, you know, previously would have been much closer to, to a hobby and much more difficult to make it as a career um but like you said the the world now is so much more open and understanding to this and global about it as well um the fact that yeah this is well this is this is drag race us isn't it but are there like international variations for each market 
So because you say about the Canada they, one, the UK one. Yes, there's Canada, there's UK, there's Holland, there's um, uh, oh Thailand, which is incredible. I was so like, say, the, I was going to say, if any any country's gonna, oh, that's an incredible series. Yeah, it's just become this big vehicle. It's amazing. And it's amazing that RuPaul has like started this when really for her she was like what famous a bit in the 80s and 90s and did a few like cameos on things like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and like the Brady Bunch movie and now she's like considered like the grand dam of like drag queens. Yeah. Oh look, Banana Man won. <laughs> yeah. Seven Nights. <laughs> what? When are you going to get a chance to do that? Courtesy of Mr. B and B. The world's largest gay vacation rental service. I had no idea that existed. Well, why would you know, (laughs) you big hetero bastard? Well, I know what Grindr is, but I've never used it. All right. It's not what your uh, phone history says. (laughs) (laughs) I told you that's incompetence. The main problem with this this season is that there's so many unremarkable queens on it like like yes you could say that they are technically good or they can make a good outfit there's just not much i don't like any of these three these are the bottom three this is they deserve to be here they can all go yeah like i'm not invested like oh i hope they stay i think they're all pretty bad so yeah but maybe suji had the most sass with some nunchucks but equally is going to go. You know you're going to go. She stays because she played it safe. These two really didn't try and failed. Ooh, so, so what happens now? Is this a dragon? Oh, you'll see. You'll see. you got to listen. You were asked to prepare a performance Oh, she is loving it. A lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that won't make the edit. <laughs> Ladies, this is well, it did on the Netflix so this this whole lip sync battle thing was that something that um jimmy i can't just forget if it's jimmy kimmel or jimmy fallon whichever one it is did they rip it off from drag race kind of this is more like jokingly each doing one whereas this is just doing lip syncing lip syncing is a big part of drag culture where in bars they'll often lip sync rather than singing live yeah so it's just a chance to fight for your survival by showing a bit more about what you would do in a show yeah yeah, it's you know it's about being a performer. You don't necessarily need to be the best singer. Bad lip syncing. Imagine oh, Suji, doing this Suji is going. There's nothing going on, Suji. <laughs> she's she's dad dancing. To be fair, what are you supposed to do when you're literally dressed like a tico? <laughs> you're rolling around in <laughs> scarves, yeah. She's like Ursula from The Little Mermaid's, like, even worse, ugly older sister. Nah, Suji's gone. I can see it a mile off. 
even, even just pointing at me and winking, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, uh... Also, they are both terrible. They should just get rid yeah. of both of them. And then three of the ones at the back. <laughs> the only good thing about having filler queens, like queens that aren't very good, is that it like, gives you a bit more time with the ones that are. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you, you don't know something's good unless it's... Can... <laughs> Whoa! She's literally spinning around. Hell. She is fighting for it. Suji is literally just stepping from the right foot to the left foot and then back again. Imagine if you got let go on the first episode and that was what you made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think her career is carrying on, but I clearly could be wrong. See, I'm also like masculine drag, but that just looks like bad drag. That's the problem. Oh. The entire cast oh, of season eleven. Shantae, you stay. Oh. Join the other girls. Thank you, guys. Knew it. So, Jude, you're oh, I keep saying Soji. Goes, the I was even getting the name wrong. Ah, uh, you'll know. You know, seek Silky Ganache. Thank you. Do you that much? You know, oh my god. That's gonna be my, my uh, new nickname for you now. What up, Silky Ganache? I let my fans down, but the Korean culture, we don't give up, we persevere. And I think that's what I'm going to do, Ruth. <laughs> oh, she gets a little trophy. The one thing I've heard is apparently they don't get to keep the trophy, apparently they have to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, thanks, and they take it off. To what, them sorry, it what, this, this, this plastic Barbie doll trophy that's worth about $5. Oh, yeah. Um, can I keep it? No, give it back. It's not as if this show doesn't have the budget to like make 15 new ones or whatever it is per every season. Christ. Okay, well there it is. So, here's my, ta- here, here's my takeaway from it. First of all, it's quite a hard thing to... Oh, there we go. Let's stop. It's quite a hard thing for... I suppose with, with very little context, it must require for you to tell why this is so bad. So I just want to kind of provide a bit of context now that you've seen it. Yeah. Number one... There is always a base level of entertainment with Drag Race. So even this bad season 11 is still watchable thereabouts, but there's a few problems with it. Number one, you've got big, big characters in there like Silky who are not funny and really annoying and just take up a lot of screen time and just ruin it. And you don't get to know the rest I, of it. I hadn't of it. noticed. I don't you've know what you're talking got, about. Um, you've got... Even the be- even the front runners as they transpire, like the Canadian one, they're kind of boring. So they're... they're okay and they're nice enough but they're just quite uninspiring and not particularly funny i don't think it's a very funny season and is, that, is everyone just the a best, little bit the vanilla? best seasons are have these incredible funny queens in it who just have really good takes on things and give really good sort of confessional moments and have really good banter with each other and so 11 is just a bit dry and then you've got vanji who's back who basically the, the season before, she got eliminated first because she made a really bad outfit that had loads of like uh, Barbie dolls stuck all over it. It was oh, terrible. Like but, then, but then her exit was really funny because she did this thing where she said Vanjie a number of times and like walked backwards slowly, which sounds crap, but it was actually quite cool at the time. And then, um, so then they were like, oh, we'll bring her back. And then they tried to make such a big thing out of her because they'd made such a big deal out of her. But she's actually pretty average. People might disagree with me with that, but I just think Vanjie's completely overrated. So you've got Vanjie, who's overrated and a bit annoying and quite grating. Silky, who's a bit annoying and grating. 
Brooklyn Heights, the banana man, as you call her. Um, she's the, she was clearly a front runner and also clearly being set up to then go and host the Canadian one. So she had to do well, although yeah. she is really good. And the other one is Evie Oddly, who barely got any screen time here and who you said was creepy. So S- the one uh, who came snake in the car. She's incredibly creative and has some really good looks and stuff. Again, I may have I may but, have misjudged, but yeah, but but, but no, but I it's saw. understandable based on on the first episode because she doesn't really you know doesn't come out of the gate that strong. But then all of the rest of them, I would say, bar maybe Nina West, the one who I said looks a bit like Wallace and Gromit, they're all kind of a bit boring and just a bit nothing. And I think when you've got a season where you don't invest in anyone, it makes it feel like a really long season. And I yeah. think I'm so, I love Drag Race. I've got a lot of time for it. I love chatting about it. I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours and I promise I won't. But the reason why, almost like a Room 101, if I'm justifying why this has made it onto Crapflix, it's because season 11 is and so we'll dry. It's so dry that it deserves to be in a Crapflix library. What did you think? Dude. What was your takeaway from this episode? That was that was very very eloquently put and uh, completely completely justified. Um, yeah, I I I basically I, f- I figured from the off like uh, you know eleven seasons in like there's there's gonna be a formula there which means you're still gonna watch it and be like oh it's all right. But I straight away was like if you just have like a really irritating cast which you know more than one of them were then I can see how that starts to grate and. Yeah, especially if it starts like detracting from either some of like yeah, like you said, there's the lack of comedy or um, uh, the the creativity of like the actual good contestants, or even if you feel like yeah, people are there's like little bits of agenda. If you can basically spot a show like that and basically work out if the producers have a little bit of a vested interest in somebody and see how things may be slightly manipulated, it just takes you out of the the moment completely. Yeah, and I will say a, a key response from the audience of Drag Race is that it seems to be more and more like that. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, and I think, yeah, in the more boring seasons, the producer hand is so much more prevalent. So they try and set up this whole, like, romance between two of them. They just really flops. So that's between Vanjie and oh, Brooklyn, God, which is a really weird combination as well. And then there's also... Um, yeah, there's just nothing really going on. Even if I think of like the top six, I couldn't even really tell you who they are because I find it so boring. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are definitely seasons where someone dominates and someone has a personality type where they, you know, grab attention a lot, but it never feels as annoying as this. It never feels like it's at the detriment of others. Like it feels here and like, yeah, it's almost like by this point, the show had got so aware and people had realized so much what their platform could do from this because of social media and everything else that they kind of came on with a slightly different mentality. And it just, there was something about this 11th season that just really... Just grinds your that gears. <laughs> yeah, well, it does. Yeah, and it kind of, it sits there in a, in, a, in a row of seasons where there's a lot of return queens and like they're trying to like, create drama in like bullshit ways and yeah it's uh, it's funny but you know what it's it's been funny to watch it with you uh and, and see your first impressions My of clearly <laughs> yeah ignorant perspective they're all men but you know what there is it, it drag or drag race in, in its best at its best is hilarious is heartwarming yeah. it's creative to the max it's incredibly inspiring people who are creating art it under pressure 
in a yeah, very limited time frame and coming up with some amazing work. At its worst, it's a bunch of people who know the right people, who know how to dress them the right way so they look a certain way, and then a bunch of fabricated storylines. And There's no harm. I just think the the audience is like savvy enough to recognize the difference. But I will, yeah, exactly. I will always defend it, and I will always watch it because of what it's done for... What it stands for on the kind of LGBTQ What stage, it means to the community, but also what it means to you. But I just want to clarify as well. I do not think RuPaul's Drag Race is a crap show. I think season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race is a shit show. Well, I will put that on the artwork and you make sure you put it in the, the episode. <laughs> episode just make sure in the artwork it says season 11 specifically. Yeah. Season 11. Well, I'll, I'll be having to, 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 to Google into that anyway to make sure uh, I'm picking the, the, right, the right queens, as it were. Um, <laughs> so, guessing... Uh, let, let's, let's apply the crap fix and chill formula. Uh, guessing at the ending... Um, I'm just going to go limb. I reckon Silky wins it. You reckon Silky wins? Okay, so Silky. Or she like she's going to get a lot further than she maybe either deserves to, or uh, despite how annoying she is, she's going to somehow keep pulling out of the bag. So yeah, so actually, especially she starts to run out of looks. Like she does do a really bad job, but they keep her in for drama and things like that. But yeah, yeah she makes it to the final four. Because what happens in in Drag Race, certainly around these seasons, is there's a final four showdown and there's like a bit of a live show around it. But um, Silky makes it. Uh, Brooklyn Heights makes it. Banana Man. Um, yeah. Then definitely. the other one that is um, Evie Oddly, and then I can't actually remember who the fourth one is. Shows how little they matter. <laughs> I was going to say, that's how forgettable this season is. It might have been the one with the big horse hair mane, I think. But again, pretty boring. Nothing really to it, I think. But um, the crazy thing is, Evie oddly ends up winning the season, which is a good move and is the right, smartest way to finish that season. But the weird thing is then Brooklyn Heights goes on to then present Canada's Drag Race. So then there's this whole thing about she didn't even win the season she was on, but she's now a judge for a different version of it. Just doesn't really work. So... Um, they probably should have made Brooklyn win. It'd probably feel a bit more credible then to have her host another. Yeah. I don't know. Seems a bit weird. Like, here's the runner-up. Now telling these other peers well, how but again, that, that, that still that still happens in any of these. Like, I think basically, I mean, it's interesting to hear that, as you said, even you can just be in the first round of this and still go on to be, um, you, you know, even more su- successful than, yeah, well, then obviously not being on it, but. Um, uh, you know, having having a bad show doesn't seem to hurt your your credibility or or whatever. Whereas in lots of these other things, I feel like if if someone gets to the like the final, if, if they get to the last the last two or three or four, whatever it is, at at some at whatever it is in their career, they're going to get a book deal out of it. They're going to get a recording contract out of it. Like it's you've you've kind of done enough, and in some cases. It's interesting to see the person who did come runner up or even third or whatever go on to have the much bigger career or be more successful in their industry. So, yeah, we saw that um, happen quite a lot in things like X Factor, didn't we? Where you have massively. like some of the biggest names that come out of it didn't win. Like One Direction didn't win. I think they came like fifth no. or something, but like they, but they created such a brand for themselves. And I think the, the smartest people treat reality TV as a platform to then launch a wider career. They don't think, I won or didn't win, therefore it's it's over for me. So, and I think all across different types of reality TV, you see people really, really uh, I, monopolizing I think, on that. People I don't. think that's fame. I think in, in fame, whatever you're famous for, talent and looks may fade, 
but a brand lasts forever. And I think mm. if you're smart, once you reach the height of your popularity and whatever your career is, if you're in that public eye, if you have that celebrity status, uh, actor, musician, drag queen, whatever it is, the only way you will stay successful or even relevant is create a brand. Yeah. Why do people know who Dr. Dre is still? He made a bunch of headphones. No, one, no one's going to give a shit about his his rapping uh, career back in back in the the eighties and nineties and like his early life, which arguably is what made him uh, like famous. If he didn't capitalize on this brand and become a household name that will now live on and will keep living on, like it's insane, like investments and things like that, building your brand, and you could stop singing tomorrow and still be. Um, well, th- think of like um, someone like a Dolly Parton who, yeah, yeah, you might know nine to five, but a most a very large selection of people would know many songs beyond that. But she's so recognizable. She became like a country limbo. You know, what's, what's her phrase? It takes a lot of money to look this, it, makes, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. Like she, she knew exactly what she wanted to be. She wanted to be that trash troll up who was going to steal your husband. Like that was her whole thing. And then she is now Jolly. like, yeah, she's now, you know, Marketing and advertising, baby. It's, it's the world I live in. Ah, oh, it's all—it's going to be here to stay, or at least I hope. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> that's me out of a job. Um, so you know what? It wasn't our usual terrible film, horror film, this and that. But I thought, hey, why not mix it up, dude? What's your, what's your, what's your chill award? Uh, oh yeah, you're going to struggle with this one, aren't you, <laughs> Miley Cyrus? I suppose, uh, but. Um, <laughs> For me, uh, probably that one that just survived the lip syncs, like Kahana, probably the best looking boy on the on the show. But oh, okay. I will say, much better looking as a guy than as a girl. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you, so you, you, you pick the guy out of drag. Um, I think the purse, uh, yeah, the, the the female in drag who is the most naturally feminine looking. I think, as we we we, we discussed, was um, uh, the Vietnamese lady. Yeah, I mean, Plastique Tiara, she's called. She, uh, wow, she's got an incredible, like, I mean, that is an unclockable woman, like, to me. That is like, yeah, the illusion is so real. If that, if she approached you in a bar, you wouldn't think twice, would you? Uh, I mean, I mean if yeah. I was at a bar, I probably already had to drink. So I'm sure my vision would be even, even more impaired <laughs> than, than, than usual. You'll be like, that's a lovely now. Adam's apple. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> My, what lovely male thighs you have. Uh, and, and on that note, talking <laughs> of male thighs, this was Craplix and Chill. We have been Joe and Jamie. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, genuinely, we really hope you have enjoyed listening to our, our podcast and well, your support means so much to us both. Uh, if you did enjoy it, Really, really greatly appreciate it if you could share us with a friend. Uh, word of mouth is absolutely the uh, the way to to get us out there and to help us grow. And we know that everyone's always recommending different podcasts to you, and it can get irritating, but it would really mean a lot to us if you uh, did go out there and spread the word because you know everybody loves somebody. Well, that's also true. Everyone knows somebody who loves crap movies, right? Uh, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, we're on social media. Come say hi. Come give us, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Crapflix Podcast. Or why not ping us an email? Crapflixpodcast at gmail.com. Got it right that time. 
let us know your uh, favorite crap films. Let us know which is your favorite season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Or do you agree with Joe? Do you disagree? I, I want I want the the comments flaring on this one. We're yeah, I, stir want, the I want to hear this. if anyone loves this season. Like if anyone's like, my yeah. absolute favorite. Yeah. Where's Where's me, the love on. for season eleven? That's the hashtag I'm gonna start start using. Hashtag Jesus. season eleven. Um, and uh, also really appreciate as well if you could go and give us give us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Um, all of this, you know, just, just get in touch and say hi. Um, absolutely love hearing from you guys. Love reading out your questions. Uh, we post loads of uh, random funny little bits on them socials. So go and give us a follow. Check us out. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Sucky smooth. Yeah. <laughs>